0: Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3am. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. What a weird mystery we have today on Mamas. I had originally thought today's topic would be a classic ghost story, but what I got was a whole lot more complicated. Just when I would find a fact about this mama, a contradiction would immediately pop up. I came to realize, though, that her life and the details leading up to her afterlife continue to remain a mystery to all who seek more information. With that, let's unravel this legend. Today's topic is Queen Esther. Believed to have been born about 1720 in Shishikun, New York, Esther Montour came from a long line of mixed marriages between Native Americans and those of European descent. Due to this, she had an ability to transcend both cultures and made her extremely useful in the political climate of the time. The colonial government tended to employ people of mixed cultures as translators in negotiations with Native Americans. As an Iroquois leader who was also particularly good at this job, out of respect for her, the still very British colonists gave her the title of Queen. Now, how Queen Esther acquired such a high position in the Iroquois is still a question. While women were highly respected in this culture, men usually held leadership positions. What history can tell us is that she married a Native American chief from Delaware named Eghobound, when her husband passed away in 1772, Esther inherited the sole leadership position in the Muncees, Egobounds tribe. While she has been documented as a leader of this group, it is uncertain how she established herself within the Iroquois. Regardless, a leader she was, and along with this murky fact came many other odd descriptions of Esther. Some believed she was either a large, heavy woman or that she was tall and slim. Others also claimed that she spoke little to no English, which would make the whole translating thing quite difficult. But of course, some reported that she spoke the language fluently. A bit that I found pretty consistently, however, was mention of her warm-hearted disposition, which makes the following sequence of events puzzling the American Revolution was on in full force by the late 1700s, and it is in July of 1778 that we find Queen Esther in Pennsylvania. Still an Iroquois leader, she looked after a village consisting of 70 houses, humbly named Queen Esther's Town. Staying in good graces with the British who had employed her as a translator, Esther very clearly sided with loyalists, who wished to keep the colonies as a part of England. While the opposing sides continued to battle it out, many lives were lost, and it was in July of 1778 that a particularly bloody battle took place near Queen Esther's home. To sum it up, while many able-bodied male patriots in the area were away fighting off Loyalist advances, 400 British and 700 Iroquois stormed an American fort in the Wyoming Valley of Pennsylvania. Due to the considerable size difference of the troops, the British soon overtook the Americans. Queen Esther was said to have been a part of this attack and became extremely vicious after capturing fleeing patriots. Around 14 to 16 militiamen were unlucky enough to end up in her presence and Esther took them to an area now called Bloody Rock where she personally smashed in their skulls. Although she was loyal to the British, that wasn't all that prompted Queen Esther to do such a gruesome act. Apparently, her son, Andrew, had passed away in another recent battle with the Patriots, and Esther wanted revenge. So, like with all of this Queen's story, this fact is a little sketchy as well. Her even being in the area during the battle is put into question. Esther was supposedly in Shishiquin, New York on that day, and it would have been impossible for her to have arrived in time to fight. Tying into this, Esther may not have had a son at all. There was an Andrew Montour in her family, however, he is listed as the son of Catherine Montour, who was either Esther's aunt or grandmother. What happened to Esther after this battle is also a mystery. Colonel Thomas Hartley, a part of the Continental Army, gathered 200 military men in September of 1778 and traveled to Queen Esther's town. In retaliation, Hartley and his men destroyed the town, burning everything to the ground. While her home was demolished, Queen Esther was rumored to have escaped vanishing from the public eye. That's not the end of this legend, however. There is a second story detailing Esther's reign in which many believe that her spirit still remains in her beloved village. In this legend, Queen Esther received the devastating news of her son's death after a violent fight with a drunk white villager from another nearby town. Infuriated, she ordered a raid of a farm in that area as revenge, and many who tried to provide defense against her men, perished. This included a husband and wife who were not only killed, but scalped by her warriors. After this, Hartley entered the picture with his 200 men to take down Esther's forces. While the Iroquois put up a substantial fight, they were unable to hold back Hartley's soldiers. Word quickly traveled back to Queen Esther, who ordered all the women and children in the village to flee. Esther, along with the remaining townspeople, ran into the surrounding forest for protection. Unfortunately, Hartley's troops were already on the move and soon caught up with the people of Queen Esther's town. Capturing the women and children and forcing them to line up along the banks of a nearby pond, they massacred her people while Queen Esther looked on in horror. Dumping their bodies into the water, the men ensured to prevent a proper Iroquois burial. Finally, when she was the only one left, Hartley's men lynched Queen Esther using an oak tree. Her body was then dismembered and thrown into the pond along with her people. Rumors of her spirit refusing to be at rest came about in the 1800s after a journal kept by one of the men serving under Hartley was discovered. The book claimed the area where the murders took place was cursed by Queen Esther's final words, in which she damned any white settlers who were to set foot on this land. From this point on, Residents claimed to have heard unidentified screams coming from the surrounding forest. Hunters, who often ventured into these woods, also began to have an unexplained experience. While in the forest, some reported to have seen a young woman hanging from the branches of an oak tree. When they got close enough to inspect the scene, the woman vanished. Directly following this encounter, their firearms would act up. Some claim that they were unable to fire at their target unless their gun was tested, when previously everything was working smoothly. Rumors behind this malfunction theorize that Queen Esther's spirit, still mourning the loss of her people, desires to prevent any other villagers from being killed. Until next time, keep it real, mamas.